my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Fultz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, it was your pick this week. What are we going to look at? Well, Dave... I decided finally to pick my favourite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Now, I've been thinking about this, why it's my favourite, and I know it came to me last night. There's there's three things, actually. The first one is that it was the only Van Damme film that was ever in the video shop, which I've got a feeling (laughs) might might sway the fact that you, (laughs) your score. Two... I think Van Damme for me is at his peak and it was a bit more of a better, I thought it was a bit more of a better production movie. And three, Dave, which I've only just found out when I watched it again this time, David S. Goya wrote it, Dave. So you're yeah. legend. You you love that guy. So uh, no, the first one's the main one. It was just always in the video show and I had the poster. I had AWOL on the poster, which everyone called, obviously in the US is Lionheart. And in the UK, it was absent without leave. And then you've got Death One. I had both posters and I had the VHS for Death One, which I still cannot believe I got rid of. It's just one of them films. You know, I love Van Damme and, and it just means so much. So we are going to review Death Warrant from 1990, Dave. So I've seen it loads of times. You heard a little bit of a backstory. When or if you've ever watched this before, this uh, well, we did a watch along, didn't we, with our Patreons, Dave? So yeah, have you yeah. seen it before then? I think I've seen this. There are certain scenes out of it that really sit in the memory. Um, so I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I remember the video cover being in the video store, like so iconic. And it is a brilliant, brilliant video cover. But it doesn't, it's not one of my Van Damme favourites, to be honest. And I was struggling to remember, uh, you know different bits about it i tell you one of the bits that i do remember quite vividly is that uh the guy who's in his prison cell and then gets covered in petrol and set on fire i I remember that quite vividly so i know i've seen it but it's not one of his best chris and you know what else it's not it's not double fucking impact either <laughs> so now now me and dave i think we said this one of the other podcasts but on the vhs i haven't discussed this so we knew what we were doing in advance. Didn't we? I've been on holiday and I was like, right, we're doing Death Warrant. And you're amazing at keeping the calendar up to date. You've trained me. I always say you've trained me after all these years. I always check the calendar, what's coming up. So I don't have to keep going, Dave, what are we doing? Or what's, you know, because I'm so fucking lazy and just my head's all over the place. So I just happened to look on the calendar a couple of weeks ago and, and I'd said, we're going to do Death Warrant. And you'd put double impact in. So I went in there, changed it to Death Warrant went, Dave, just don't be watching Double Impact, ha ha, or whatever. And you were like, oh shit, yeah, no problem. So when I came back off holiday, we were having a chat, catching up, and you'd watched it and you'd been texting me the night before going, oh, I remember, what about Bolo's Eye? So I'm thinking the, the guy is in the prison. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Because for me, part of the funny thing is how, you, how much you realise most of the Van Damme movies are the same. That's what I was going to say. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. So, so, honestly, I'm completely with you. So, you're texting me about Bolo's eye, and I'm thinking the, the guy who runs like the, the, gives him his kit at the start, the black guy, he gives him the, he's got a glass eye. He's got a glass eye. So, when yeah. you said about his eye, I'm thinking, I'm sure he's not, his name's not fucking. Bolo. Bolo. And then I think, does it mean Bolo Young? He's not in this one. And then I think, have I missed Bolo Young? So, but the conversation, then we were talking about one of the ladies in the movie, weren't we, Dave? And it was like, she's rather fetching, and that is the PG version. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. I thought, you know me as usual. Yeah, I've, I've paused it many a times and fast-forwarded that film. I mean, this was going on. No problem at all. And then the next <laughs> day... It was, it was like, the text, text messages... I think I sent this first one. I said, oh, I fucking know why you like this so much. You know, it's a very racy sex scene, you know. And and then uh, I, I didn't mention it, but, like, the explanation for where his accent comes from, you know, is the <laughs> other one that you get in every Van Damme movie. But it, it went on for, like, 
I think that was like a it was a, it was a night, wasn't it, where we were yeah, texting, yeah. and then it was the day after, wasn't it? And I'd said about <laughs> Bolo's eye and stuff, and we were talking, and we were probably like ten minutes into the conversation, and you were like, "What do you think of the Sandman?" And I'm like, "Sandman." What are you talking about? The Sandman? I don't remember all the characters' names. I'm like, do you mean the British bloke? Was his like underground name like the Sandman or something? And then, yeah, you're like, you've watched Double Impact, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, motherfucker. (laughs) We've got such a backlog with all the stuff that we watch, especially for the reality stuff. And just to have, I mean, I enjoyed watching it. It's, it's a fan-down movie, isn't it? And um, I, But yeah, <laughs> I thought I was getting ahead of the game there. But I wasn't, Chris. Fucking brilliant, brilliant. And I've got to say, Dave, the watch-along party was excellent. So it's the second time I've watched it in a week, and it's still, I just love this movie. There's some proper cheeseball stuff, which we'll get into, but we had some good fun watching it, didn't we, last night with all the yeah. guys? It was good fun. It is, it is. And, and so... What what I'm thinking, I'm a bit crap about like saying, oh yeah, this Friday. It, it's usually the, we'll usually try and show the movie that we're watching, like we're reviewing the next week. So that's the way I've been trying to set it up. Now I can't always get a good digital copy. Um, but yeah, I'll, t- I'll try and give a bit more notice for the future watch alongs. Yeah. Yeah, look, they're good fun. They are good fun. And I appreciate you doing all that because I can just come in and out of them Absolutely levered on Prosecco and Jack Daniels, Dave. <laughs> so it was great. After your one glass. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know, so. So anyway, Dave, I'm not looking forward to your response to this. Shall we get into our trailer? Let's go. Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back, but to wipe them out. That's the plan. Detective Louis Burke of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police from Quebec confronts the maniac that killed his partner on the force, an enigmatic, psychopathic serial killer by the name of Christian Naylor, who calls himself the Sandman. Burke searches an abandoned house in Los Angeles where he comes across a series of bodies hanging from the ceiling, and then is attacked by the Sandman. Burke is able to shoot the Sandman several times in the centre of the chest, apparently killing him. Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this one? Tell you what, Dave, how the hell this didn't get an Oscar for the acting from the start is <laughs> oh unbelievable. No, no, so, look, <laughs> the start of it, I must admit, the first couple of minutes are pretty terrible. So Van Damme's there chatting. The usual dialogue with, like, the, the boss of him or what he's the fucking captain or whatever, it's like... Don't go in there on your own, Burke. You know, we need backup. Very much Lauren Avedon in King of the Kickboxes, if anyone's seen that, where he decides to go rogue and he sends a SWAT team to a different warehouse just so he can kick the shit out of about 30 people with guns. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very similar. 
he stood there on the corner. He's like, no, I'm going in. But some guy just randomly, this is some top cop from Canada, which again, where's his jurisdiction? He's in fucking America now, <laughs> yeah, Los Angeles. There's like no questions Quebec. about that. He goes, oh, he comes down to LA and he's shooting up people and it's just like, exactly. yeah, it's all the police, isn't it? <laughs> it's Axel Foley, Dave. He's fucking Beverly Hills cop. He's just like, yeah. you know, jurisdiction. But he doesn't hear these three guys coming out and next minute they tap him on the shoulder and, and I've got to say, right, Blake said it in the chat, and he's he, he's right. Some of the fucking fighting is literally, the guy who Van Damme hits could fucking write a memoir before the fucking <laughs> before the kick comes to him because one of them grabs him, he does a little elbow, then he does a fucking sidekick in his face and the other one legs it, and then he goes in dead cool, and he just leaves these people on the floor. And and honestly, this I, I know it was with me, David. This always reminded me of the Sam when I was younger. Always a bit fucking. Always a bit. He's a bastard because I was had a bit of a Freddy Krueger vibe at the vibe at the start. Now I know it was the mm. second ever script David S. Goyer sold, and it made Dave forty six million. I thought it was the million. first one, wasn't it? Was it first? I thought it was the second, but he's one of his first ones anyway. But it's the first one that he's had made. He might have sold another script, but ah right, okay. First time. So when. <laughs> When the Sandman appears, right, it's very horror movie-ish, isn't it? And it's all slow-mo and everything. You might disagree with that completely, but but it, it it's all slow-mo. And I always used to think, like, well, he shoots the Sandman. The Sandman gives, you know, Burke a fucking good kick in here, slashes him, throws him on the floor. Van Damme can't do anything. His character, Burke, can't do anything. And then he gets out. I hate them little shitty guns they've got, but they all Smith and Western. And, mm. you know, you're under arrest after he shoots him about six times. And you see the bullets come out of his back. Right. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. So you can see the fucking bullets come out of his back. And even when he slumps the Sandman, I'm like, he doesn't even look like he's dead. You know, but anyway, that's where we start the movie, Dave. So what did you think about all that? Right, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I think this could be a role reversal today. <laughs> I mean, the tone is set straight away. Where, basically, like you say, you've got Burke, he's there, he's looking at this place where he thinks the Sandman is. And then these these Latino guys come up behind him. Now, if they're going to mug him, they're going to fucking mug him, aren't they? Yeah. They're going to surprise him and take him down. But no, they, they sort of give him a tap on the shoulder. And he turns around and they're all there waiting. And then he's got on his best, like, action guy movie voice. He's like, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, whoa, where did that voice come from? It's like an early prototype for uh, Christian Bale's Batman. And then, like you say, the fucking fight scenes, it's not great. You can see the athleticism and everything. I don't know, I mean, how he does that in jeans? These must be like special trousers or something, because, you know, the kicks that he gets, we've seen it all, it's classic Van Damme, isn't it? When he takes out the Sandman, though, and I'm waiting for that Arnie-level one-liner, you know, he's... He's basically killed him, his nemesis, the guy who's killed his partner. And he goes, you're under arrest. <laughs> it's like, now, I didn't know this was written by Goya. But when he said that, I'm like, oh, that is so shit. That is terrible. You're just perfect. You know, the place for it, it is right there. Just give us a great one-liner, a great witty one-liner. No, you're under arrest. And when he walks into the station, Chris... Again, he's he's this fucking Mountie from Quebec. And he walks into the LA police station like he's fucking Austin Powers. <laughs> you know, when Austin Powers goes into everyone, he's like, hey, that's you. And he's like, do I know you? <laughs> no, but it's you. You're there. And <laughs> that's like how fucking Burke walks into the It was the music. Station. The music's yeah. off the set the of our great. Movie. The music is great, to be fair. But but it starts like again. It's almost it is a bad, um, bad it's a Beverly Hills Cop rip off that at the start because that's Axel Foley yeah. when he goes through it, and especially in the second Beverly Hills Cop two, and he's going through the stage. Everyone's like, "Hey, Axel!" You know, and they're fucking high fiving him, and he's fucking <laughs> in the suit and that. That's all, and he's sat there like laughing with them all, like, "Yeah." And he always makes you laugh in these movies. King Cop's got like a thousand fucking dollar fucking suit on. Dave Van Damme's got a proper tailored <laughs> suit on to do his police work. You know, no donut inside. But again. He goes in the room and they're all chatting to him and they're like, 
yeah, we need to just go in this prison. It's a low level prison, but we need to just go in and blah, there's all little suspicious activity. You know, look, I think I'm thinking you've watched it as well. We've seen the TV reality show 60 Days In, right? You watch that and, and you see. Days in, wasn't it? Uh, no, 60 Days In. It's six, definitely 60 Days In. Right, okay. I, I used to watch that. I watched that a lot. But so, so you would they get normal people get put into prison, don't they? These cameras everywhere. They're in that thing and it shows everything about the prison. And, you know, even when I watch it, I get anxiety for him because I'm thinking, you're in there with mm. fucking hardened criminals. Do you know what I mean? Like, you see it now and again. I think one of the guys calls someone a bitch. And as soon as you call someone a bitch in jail, oh, you're throwing hands. One, Remember yeah, him with the glasses? Yeah. And he shits himself. Dude, um, it was the one guy who was, like, giving away his... I can't, I can't remember what they called it. There. With the glasses. He got smacked, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was just yeah. lying in his bed then. You can see this other guy is, like, he's going to go after him. And then the next minute, he fucking... Gets him, doesn't he? Now, he wanted to work in the prison system, didn't he? It's like, mate, you're going to get fucking mauled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was exactly. in the first season, wasn't it? It was good. Yeah, one, first, it was a good one, to be fair. You're right. And and, and I think as well, like, you, 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 this is a film from 99. He's 31 years old. But he, he just he doesn't even, like, argue with them. He just goes, no problem. I'm a really good-looking guy. Let's send you into prison because you're so tough. You can take on any prisoner in your, you know, that is put in front of you, even a bunch of six of them. He goes in there, obviously they get off the bus and all that. And you've got the, the bastard, you know, prison guard, the warden, everything. They're all horrible, aren't they? And and that guy has a bit of a Brian Dennehy look about him. I mean, the main prison warden with the black hair and you've got his henchman next to him with the moustache. It's a bit like Sam, you know, is it Sam Neill out of Roadhouse? And he's like, <laughs> and he, and it's just, is it Sam Neill? What's he called out of Roadhouse? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, not Sam Neill. Sorry, Sam Neill's out of the park, isn't he? I think the... the, Yeah, he was in Event Horizon, wasn't he? Yeah, sorry, Dan. But but, one last thing. But what makes me laugh is Van Damme has got on Simon Cowell jeans that are past his belly button (laughs) The tightest spray-on shirt you've ever seen, and nobody really anywhere else in the gym has got this outfit. Or what Van Damme has tailored this full outfit to himself before he's got in there with his he's hair, got his t- t-shirt sleeves rolled right up as well, so you can see his arms and perfectly pristine hair. <laughs> it's brilliant. great. He is going to get mauled. He is going to see so much loving in that prison. Oh, Dave, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, because he even says he's under the ward, and he goes. You may get a thing and you may get raped. And, Van, and he looks at Van Damme's and says, there you go, <laughs> no. fish. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a bit daft, wasn't it? But when he meets, he meets the guy in his sort of prison cell. And then, I don't know, the guy's like basically asking, you know, get on your knees and give me a blowjob or something. But then after that, you know, because he, he squares up to him, lifts him off the ground, doesn't he? Puts him up against the wall, lets him know who's boss, says he's going to take the bottom bunk. But then, then after that, they're like best mates. <laughs> it's like you wanted to fucking rape me. Ah, it's all right. We all make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. If anyone's getting on the knees, it's not fucking me. All right. So, yeah. You know, but you're right, and he's then creepy, and he's like a proper creepy guy, like weird cellmate. But, but then you get the, the. You know what, Dave? I've got to say. This film's probably, even though I love it, this film has probably got some of the worst racial stereotypes you've ever seen. So he, he goes into, the guy who's giving his gear with the glass eye, he, Van Damme's trying to talk to him. From nowhere, Van Damme is just talking to this guy. And I think Blake said, like, everyone's just giving him, helping him all over the place. These hardened criminals just give up any bit of information because he has a <laughs> chat with him. It's like a... Um... I think it might have been Blake as well saying it's like a computer game like you just go and then you get the next bit of information from someone else yeah yeah that's true that's true but we do we do get the first bit of Van Damme martial arts though Dave because they're in the the canteen they're all there having the food and and this mexican guy who's always in or he was always a baddie comes up he's got the bandana on he, he puts the, the knife like the shank to, to the guy with the glass eye and then van damme again another knife van damme snaps with his hand Dave. he actually snaps two blades in the space of about two minutes in this fucking movie <laughs> and then the guy chins van damme who goes back and then does a one of his, his best movies, that fucking spinning kick. I love it, Dave. I love yeah, that roundout. Yeah. I absolutely love that kick. But he does all this. And 
the more the more I watch this though, even though I've watched it twice this week, it's like none of this would work in a real fight at all. <laughs> As if when someone chins you, you're gonna do a fucking spinning roundhouse kick like that in the middle of a fucking canteen in a prison. It's fucking <laughs> stupid. It's <laughs> I, I thought the same thing. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's for the cameras, isn't it? It's classic Van Damme. Looks great. Yeah, would never work at all. But um, I have to say, Chris, I mean, we're 20 minutes into this and I was just like, there is fucking nothing happened here. He's basically, you know, we've had a bit of misogyny for him, haven't we? Because yeah. his uh, his lawyer there, who's got to pretend to be his wife, played by uh, Cynthia Gibb, the lovely Cynthia Gibb, uh, who had a bit of a crush on. She was in Short Circuit too, as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he, she's like, you know, if you don't want me because I'm a woman or blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he's in prison. He, he's kind of finding all these facts and stuff. We've had a little bit of action, a bit of showing off fighting. And I'm like, I don't get this. I don't get what you see in it. But I think maybe it's that thing where, that you said at the top of the show where it was the only Van Damme movie in the video shop. All the good ones were taken out. <laughs> so it's just what a great ride constantly, constantly renting this one out. Because this is not Van Damme at his best. It, because that's the thing you think about. We go into the video shop in the early 90s. Have you got Bloodsport? No, it's out that, mate. I don't know when it'll be back. Uh, Kickboxer? No, that's not. Cyborg? No. Universal Soldier? <laughs> I think Universal Soldier was after this. But it's like Universal yeah. Soldier. No, don't get any of them. You got death warrant. Yeah, we've got that. <laughs> funny enough, it's not been rented since you last come in. You know, what I mean? it's, it's only not... you rent <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's why I love No Shit No Surrender. That it was fucking death warrant and No Shit No Surrender were the only films in the fucking video shop I could get. But, but no, look, this one of the worst fight scenes in this movie, and I love Van Damme's fight scenes. I usually love them. Is the Mexican guy who he's done the pirouette spinning kick on? He's there in the fucking. Um, the cleaning room, anyway, where all the washing machines are, and he's there uh, mopping the floor, and he comes in and he's like, "Hey, SA, you know, again, all L stereotyping." But he brings in Dave, the fucking the guy with the long hair, the Fu Manchu moustache, the Asian guy who's a baddie. He's the one who electrocutes Martin Riggs in Lethal Weapon. He's been in. He's, mm. If he comes in, you know, big, shit's going down. Big trouble in little in little China. China yeah, you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna put up a good fight. But he's going to lose, isn't he? That's, that's his role in 80s and 90s action. It is. Uh, it's, it's, what's his name? It when, um, it's, it's when, though, when they come in and Van Damme's and he's got the chain and he's like, I'll introduce you to my friend Bruce. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. That is terrible. But when they're fighting, Van Damme is so slow at throwing punches, the kicks... They could literally bum rush him there straight away, Dave, when he's kicking him. There's a bit where he's he's pushed up against like the washing machine and he leans back and they come in and Van Damme there and he does that. Because what we say with Van Damme is when in the movies, when he's in a fight, he does this weird hunching thing. Like he's, he always like hunches over like he's all, like a, you know, the, I'm going to quote one of your fucking films as well here, Snake in a Monkey's Shadow. You know, when the, when the guy, he always looks like he's pissed, you know, I don't know why. He always has that the weird. drunken style. The drunken style almost. And then he pulls out like a massive wheel kick or something. But that fight, I'm, honestly, that is probably one of the worst fights I've seen in a martial arts film because it's so telegraphed. It's, and then he puts the fucking washing machine on. At the end, it's stupid. It really. That, I, I will give. I will slag it off for that. I. I, I mean it. Yeah. The, the the action in this, I I don't think is great. Um. But it could have been worse, Chris, because you know who else was uh was in line for this movie. I know who else was Infinite Dave? It was Bruce Willis, wasn't it? Uh. No. Guess again. I mean, I he might have been Willis. as well. He might have been as well. Oh, I don't know then. I, I don't know how he'd pull off the action, but uh. It was Mr. Steven Seagal, Chris. Fucking hell. <laughs> so Honestly, have I've some read... clothes lines, some, some uh, people Aikido. running and then people running and then jumping over. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I mean? I, I will say with Seagal, there was, uh, there was a clip of one of his movies the other day. And when he does all the Aikido stuff on screen, it looks like whoever's taking them falls, Dave, it fucking hurts. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's... Oh, some, some of the... Some of his stunt guys, or whoever the stunt guys are, 
really take some fucking punishment oh, because especially those clotheslines i can't remember yes. which film it is but like he is properly going in it's like oh i don't want to say it but i'm gonna say it it's my fault this time in no retreat no surrender chris where van damme takes out uh sugarfoot Cunningham yeah. and you can see he makes a proper contact it's not a bit of camera work he proper fucking takes him out and knocks him out it's like that some of these guys Seagal is properly putting everything into these fucking clotheslines and these stunt guys are going over with it yeah. I mean it yeah. it must take a tremendous amount of skill to be able to take that make it look good and not really get injured yeah, and, and that's true. And anyone listening, you've done it. You you still train now, Dave, with it. But I remember doing when we were training MMA, MMA and we had a full session doing judo, you know, the throws and that. My dad was a brown belt in judo. He used to train with a, an Olympian called Fitz Lloyd Walker from Manchester. Mm. He's about 60-odd now. Fitz was amazing. He's a good friend of my dad's. So my dad used to know, like, he used to know jiu-jitsu and that. So I always used to fight with my dad when I was a kid. And... Uh, He'd always get you in these holds. Besides, I didn't know what they were. I see as an MMA fan, they'd get you in like submission holds. So you tap mm. and everything and all that. And I remember really. And he used to, my dad used to do throws on us, but he would never do them full pelt. But then when I went train MMA, and we'd have like these sessions on judo and everything. Oh my god! If you do not put your arms down, or you just as they throw you over, and I'm sure you've been in this situation, as they throw you over. Your fucking hip. You can literally break your hip there. I'll never forget getting absolutely fucking wiped, wiped out completely on my back. Like, oh my God, I think I've broke my hip. It's it's mm. awful. But there is, there's one where it's the Indian settlement I saw the other day and there's the guy in the pub and he's been a knobhead and he's been dead nasty to like the Native American Indians and and Seagal gets up and just fucking nails everyone. And then, then he plays that slap game with that guy who ends up being absolutely fucking like, punched out of his face Seagal just keeps punching him in the chest but there's a few bits there where you're like he judo throws someone I'm like that must hurt and then mm. he, he does that clothesline then he does like a thing in the throat but it, where the camera is he must be an absolute master not to hit him because they actually look real I will be honest mm. the Seagal stuff I've seen even though I think he's an absolute fucking ego maniac and the oh, stuff he's a monster the, He's a horrible person. They yeah. read stuff about the, the way he treats women, and that's disgusting. He's proper on the casting couch. There's nobody can say that. That'd be despite what his films are. It, but yeah, I always, I always watch him and think, "Fucking hell, they must have been battered at the end of it." Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that is about as much praise as we're going to give Sigal. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. It, it, look, he's good at what he does. Being a twat. Eating carrots. Um, <laughs> He's the only man who, who was losing his hairline and it came back, Dave. Fucking unbelievable. Oh, I don't know. Do you ever see fucking Shakiri? Um, uh, yes. Play, I can't, can't remember where he's moved to now, but um, like from about the age of fucking 18 when he came through for Bayern Munich, he's had no hair and then suddenly it's like, poof, big fucking Van Damme <laughs> style haircut there. <laughs> Andros Townsend's the best and Lewis Hamilton, he's got one of the best ones, Dave. Yeah, oh yeah. God, yeah, Lewis um, Hamilton are gone. But anyway, sorry, I know it's complete segue off there. <laughs> so, complete tangent. Um, so, you know, Chris, this is really a canon film, but canon went under. And so it ended up being released by MGM. And so, I mean, that's where I kind of got it from, is the, the you can get the extra subscription with MGM as part of Amazon. And um, it was in Australia is the only place where on some of the VHS tapes, you've got the canon logo. But uh, so yeah, this was right at the end of Canon Films. The hell! That's, I didn't realize Canon had gone out so early, Dave. Mm. I know uh, with some good podcasts on Twitter that we have, like the Canon podcast, and that I didn't realize. You know what I mean? So interesting. That, but but also when, when you look at the movie, so obviously like you say about the, the, the girl, you know, she Cynthia Gibb, she's his solicitor. A little bit of tension between them. She's got this wealthy guy, aren't she? A friend of the family, but she thinks it's the, the guy with a bald head and the goat. He's the one who's like, she thinks involved in all this. And Bert's like, get me some money, get me this, get me that. And it's bad, but like the scenes in this, like she gets fucking sexually assaulted, doesn't she? 
by the prison guard when she goes to see Burke. And I think you'd said it like, yeah. she gets sexually assaulted, which is terrible. They make her strip before she can come into the, so they're going to strip search her. And then the, the next thing Van Damme does is just put, puts it on her and they have a bit. It's it just came from nowhere. And yeah. she's all like fucking turned on because she's just been fucking strip searched. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? So, <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. But even without the strip searching and the violation, there hadn't been anything leading up to that. You know, they'd had a, a few conversations and that, and that's it. She, if anything was going to happen, it was going to happen with the fucking hacker kid. You know, they'd had yeah, more yeah. conversations than... Uh, than Burke and her. So, yeah, it was just... It was really fucking weird to happen so soon after that strip searching. And he just... There was no dialogue. He just fucking sticks it on her. And, uh, yeah, fucking hell. Talk about... or what? Not, talk about not fucking ageing well, I don't think, that bit. No, and, and you think about the whole film is Van Damme, from nowhere... Now, I, I watch a lot of the, the prison reality stuff and i know that in in american prisons and unfortunately i know a couple of people who've been in american prisons for the uk and you have literally got to get yourself in a gang dave literally got and, and it's all horrible it's all like the mexicans you've got like it's so bad you've got the aryan brotherhood all that stuff it's, it's really racist in the american jails as you know everyone sort of has to stick together and that's so wrong but in this van damme breaks that barrier down and just goes into the, the whole wing where all the, the black guys are and nobody says a word Dave he comes in and and, the, and they're taking a piss out of him Priest there the one with the eye and he's like he's a lone ranger and they're getting high aren't they and everything and they just give it up they're just like yeah no problem we'll give you help mm. <laughs> and then you've got obviously the other guy who's got all these um, women you know in quotes yeah, down yeah. you go to see him and and it's like <laughs> he then it's like, oh, I really like you. I'll help you as well. Yeah. <laughs> I say it's like a fucking adventure game, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's so unbelievable. <laughs> Van Damme is class, isn't it? And then he gets told that by, by the girl that the next person on the list, because they've said at the start, which I know Blake said, was laughing. He said, oh, they're not going to... They've, they've said to him, you've got a rare blood type from the doctor when he came to the yeah. prison. We're not going to use that again in the movie. Them two lunatics, the one who has got the mohawk, where you can clearly see that he's had to shave it for the film because you can see the white on his head where his suntan is, Dave, against his forehead. <laughs> and then the other guy, and they're like, yeah, we've been in here for the big one. And all this, then he gets told they're going to kill him. So they kill his, his cellmate, which you know, he was, like you said, he was ready to fucking get Van Damme to drop to his knees and everything and basically rape him. Um, they kill him and Van Damme leaves him. They stab Van Damme's bed and then Van Damme's under the bed, Dave, a couple of kicks later and, and the next minute they, they're having it. Van Damme's got his prison mate and he's fucking The nonsense. thing is, right, so so think about it. Van Damme, Burke, you know, he's been tipped off. So he's put his pillows out and everything. <laughs> he's climbed under the bed. He's in waiting prison doors generally aren't that quiet right so he's heard the door open and he's like oh these fuckers are gonna come in oh no they're gonna kill my mate here <laughs> and he's still he's still waiting and then they're strangling his mate with fucking chicken wire stabbing the crap out of like you know the uh the cushions that he's you know made out a silhouette of himself in in the bed i mean as soon as you fucking plunge that first one into the bed surely you realize it's cushions <laughs> or pillows <laughs> rather <laughs> but he's, he doesn't give up he just carries on stabbing those fucking cushions and then you know van damme besides hey surprise it's not really me i'm under the bed it was just <laughs> ridiculous and i just thought it, it was so um yeah, almost to the levels of Batman 66, Chris, where, <laughs> where Robin thinks, like, Batman's um, Batman's drowned, and it's like, oh, no, you're right there. You, you're here. <laughs> you're right next to me. I didn't even see <laughs> <It's> you. ridiculous. <laughs> so, but then the next bit, there's a bit of unrest, Dave, because, like, Van Damme's like, what's going on? Everyone's all fucking cheering. There's a bit of chanting. It's real lively on the wing, and they're like, He's coming in, the man. Who? The man. And we see 
he's obviously about six four. The guy who plays him, you see him coming through, and it's the fucking Sandman. And in a prison wing, he picks Burke out, Dave, at the top of the fucking stairs straight yeah. away, <laughs> and it's like. And the next minute, Burke's got fucking, he's trussed up in, he's got there, the someone's going to stab him and everything. Well, he was shot six times at the start, but he's made a comeback. In the day. chest. In the <laughs> chest. The bullets come out of his back, but he's alive. And obviously we know it's 16 months late because that's what he says at the start. But yeah, th- this is where it all unravels now, doesn't it? Because the Sandman just basically takes over the prison, doesn't he? he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he comes in and everyone's got him there with open arms he's obviously a bit of a legend and i had to keep looking at him chris because i thought he doesn't half look like zed out of pulp fiction um yes and so i looked up and apparently um so he's played by peter green uh the guy in pulp fiction zed and uh he looked like this actor but uh they were considering him for for the part of the sandman oh they? and then obviously they yeah they they obviously wanted that kind of look I mean, he's he's played by Patrick Kilpatrick, which is a weird name. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick Kilpatrick. Um, So, yeah, I guess he was big and intimidating, wasn't he? But I tell you what, Chris, you know, the prison system has a lot of criticism. But I tell you what they do well. They do lighting in showers really well. Because when Van Damme is strapped up and you've got the Sandman there, I mean, he could just kill him, couldn't he? Yeah. You know, he's got he's got him strapped up. He decides to like poke his kind of scar a little bit, give him a bit of a uh, cut there. But the lighting looked fantastic. It it did look like a light show, I have to say. Yeah, and and Dave, look, Van Damme's got the wet T-shirt going on, hasn't he? The six-pack, everything, you know. <laughs> And this is where the whole prison has opened up as well. So the, so the Sandman's just opened up the whole prison, hasn't he? Yeah. Even the guards are at, at loose. The, the fucking warden, the, the nasty bastard warden and the, and the bad guys, they have to shut everything down. But they, they end up meeting their, the maker, don't they? Because the, he gets shot and everything. The, the, everyone who's done bad to Burke or other people sort of gets to come up. And, but what always makes me laugh is... When we've had this backwards and forwards, and you see Van Damme getting chased down the fucking prison, don't you, by about fucking 50 guys legging it. And the warden grabs him and he's like, you know, shut that door now. And they're not really like rushed the fact that 50 prisoners are running up to him. They just sort of close the door normal and then just lock it. It's like, all right, lads, Mm. get back to your cells. But then (laughs) the bit I love in this is at the end where... He's, he's there in the steam room. He's looking for the Sandman. They've had a bit of a to and fro, and the Sandman's chinned him a couple of times and got the better of him, and he's given him a couple of kicks, Van Damme. But, you know, the Sandman's sort of elusive. He just keeps disappearing in the shadows because of all the steam and the smoke. And then Van Damme just got, does the old fucking Bruce Lee, arms in the air, double bicep pulls, he just goes, Aah! and the next minute, a fucking massive monkey wrench just flies through the air yeah, it was comedy. and twats him in the face. <laughs> Dave, that would have killed anybody. I mean, oh, he puts his yeah. hands up, it bounces off his forehead, and Van Damme's on the floor like, oh, what was that fucking ball that's just hit me on the head? Like It was like it was a sponge ball. And then we have the fight, then, don't we? Again, Van Damme doing the drunken style, the fight, but I love that fight at the end. I know it's stupid, and when I watch it now, it's ridiculous, but... His athleticism, Van Damme, he's, he's without doubt one of my favourite martial arts artists on TV, movies and that. I love him. He is, but I mean, you've got all these prisoners who are ready to kill him because, you know, it's been let out that he's a cop. You know, not that popular in prisons. They're all there, but they're all just standing back. They're going to let the Sandman deal with this. You call this as well, by the way. The Sorry s- to interrupt. What was that? You call this at the end after the fight. But anyway, sorry to cut across. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the Sandman is when he opens the furnace and he stood right in front of the furnace. And I'm like, well, I know where this is fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? But he gets kicked through. And, and like you say about Freddy Krueger, you know, he is creepy. He's supposed to be, I think, a. a He's supposed to be shrouded in this kind of mysticism, you know. Is he a bit of a Michael Myers? You know, he, a normal human being should be dead, you know, because he, he goes into this furnace, and let's face it, he'd be burned to a crisp in fucking seconds, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but he comes out, he's all on fire, 
I thought he did actually look a bit like Michael Myers because you've got all the like safety stuff on but then he, he gets up and he's just like lightly charred <laughs> and he still can't kill him and then he ends up fucking uh, you know plowing his head into this bolt and then he's like I'm the Sandman you can't kill me and then he just shoves his head up which you know a bolt through the back of the head apparently doesn't do it moving his head up a little bit does um <laughs> And I'm just like, fucking hell, this is rubbish. <laughs> this is not good. This, you, I, I, I'm demanding my ticket back, Chris, because you built this up like it was so good. And like I say, my memories of it are sparse. I just remember yeah, the guy who got done in is, you know, set on fire in his prison cell. He was bugging me. I was like, who is this guy? And it was Mr. Heckles out of uh, Friends. You know the um, the guy who was downstairs, and you know yes. he used to bang on the. Was he downstairs or upstairs? Can't remember. And he ended up dying off, didn't he? And he, he left them a bunch of stuff. But um, but yeah, this this was not good. <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> shall we get into our review score, Dave? Let's go. <laughs> right, I'm going to go first because, you know, I love this movie. I actually, listen, I watched it twice this week. I think I watched it earlier this year. I always end up watching Death Warrant. It's my first Van Damme go-to movie. Yes, Bloodsport, Kickboxer, they were all the mainstream ones, but I always like the, the offbeat movies. And and if you'd said to me, like I, I know at some point we'll have to do Universal Soldier because I love that with Dolph Lundgren. Mm. I really did like the first Universal Soldier. I love the fight at the end. But I don't know whether it still stands up. This just had something about it. Out of all the stuff I love, this is around the same time as obviously the famous No Shit No Surrender Free Dave. Really, it's an Axel Foley prison <laughs> fucking ripoff. It's it's a really really ridiculous story. And so I say, some of the fighting has not aged at all with Van Damme. It's just purely Van Damme doing his usual self indulgent stuff. But I love it, Dave. And I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to have to send it to Cloud City, Dave, because it is <laughs> an absolutely legendary movie for me. I love this as a kid. And even now when I watch it, I still enjoy it. So put that in your fucking Sandman pipe and smoke it, Dave. What are you going to say now? Are you going to hurt me well, now? Well, <laughs> well, you know what this gets on Rotten Tomatoes, Chris, because you, you do love a bit of Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah, 0%, Chris. Yes, no. <laughs> now, to be fair, the uh, the audience score is a whopping 35%, um, so a little bit up from the old 0% the critics give it. I don't know if I'd be as harsh as the critics, but this is not good. I mean, Van Damme's light burned brightly, didn't it, for a very short time in those late 80s, you know, early 90s times. And the quality is very up and down. You can see, like, the production quality. This is more like Time Cop, isn't it? In terms of the production quality, it kind of looks yeah. quite expensive. If you compare it to, like, Bloodsport, I, I think it, it does. And the thing is, Bloodsport came out in 88, but I think it, it was made a little bit before that, wasn't it? Because Van Damme looks so young in that compared to what he does here. I just think the the fighting, okay, I like it for that. I like it for the Van Damme fighting, but it's not his best work. Um, I thought the the whole movie was just quite dull, quite unbelievable. Um, wasn't really bought into it. Like I say, there's so many fucking racist stereotypes, misogyny. You know, Cynthia Gibb is only in there to be a love interest. That's that's the, her only reason for being in the movie. Um yeah, this is just, this is not one that I'll be watching again anytime soon, Chris. And I think this has got to go to Elm Street. I think it, <laughs> it stays out of uh, the bottom just because, you know, it is Van Damme. Uh, we both love a bit of, of Van Damme, but this particular movie, for me, is not a patch on stuff like Kickboxer and Bloodsport. I like <laughs> and prefer those kind of, those tournament 
type movies where you know they they're more kind of sport based and I, I know like kickboxers like you know it's a bit of revenge and all that stuff in there but i think for me those are the ones that i think with van damme you're right about universal soldier i'd love that one as well uh, i know that came out a couple of years after this one but um but yeah for me this is in the bottom half of van damme movies Get out, Dave. Just get out. <laughs> Don't come no, it's fine. I get it. I, totally I get would it. be surprised if, you know, the. I mean, Blake, uh, I, I think from his comments, I think he'd have it down there as well. <laughs> I think, yeah. I, and I his wife, by the sounds of it. That, yeah, I think the nostalgia <laughs> is the one that's pulling you through on this. I, yeah. I think clearly 1990 is your peak kind of um, martial arts action movie time, isn't it? Yeah, you know the old no treat no surrender three coming out in 90 as well so yeah i can see why you you do love it and it's for that nostalgia but objectively it's not good <laughs> well david well <sighs> what are we going to be reviewing next week then dave well, Chris, I, I ummed and ahed about this one because initially I was thinking, you know what, we haven't watched like a good kind of uh, Vietnam type movie. I was thinking something like Platoon, something like Full Metal Jacket. Um, so many of those. I guess we did Missing in Action 2, didn't we? So uh, I guess we have done one. Um, not counting First Blood. But, Chris, because I, I called an audible with myself. Um, <laughs> so on our reality show, I, I did the uh, the impression of Bill Paxton from Aliens, and I was like, "Game over, man! Game over!" He's like, oh, "What's that?" And I'm like, "We play it on our fucking outro every bastard episode." <laughs> so, and you're like, "Well, I've never watched Aliens." So, Chris, we're going to rectify that situation. Now, I'm sure in our episode one we did say we were going to watch Alien or Aliens, um, and so it's going to be. Aliens for next week. Now let's get into the trailer. Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back, but to wipe them out. That's the plan. All right, people, on the ready line. I am me. Yeah. I am me. Nothing back here. Look, I'm telling you, there's something moving in. It ain't us. Get them out of there. They cut the power. How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. There's movement all over the place. Five meters, man. Four. Aliens. This time, it's war. Well, Dave, it's almost like a double blow. Aliens. You slated death warrant. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna have to reconsider my position, Dave, within the partnership. But, uh, but no, I'm interested to see because I, I, I have to be fair. I've seen little bits of Aliens years ago. I've never sat down and watched it ever. And I always know that the second one's always renowned as the better movie. So I'll be interested to see Sigourney Weaver, obviously, in a, a pulpit. He's thinking this one, Christopher Byrne, or is he in the first one, Dave? You know, um, Christopher Byrne, Michael Byrne, bloody out Terminator. Is it the first or second uh, one? Michael Bean, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. in the second one. All ah, yeah. right, yeah. So I have seen little bits of it, but I, I'm smelling a bit fresher, I imagine, than uh, so, he yeah. was in Terminator. <laughs> with, his, with his Nike Air Force Ones on, yeah, that's the one. But anyway, big thank I, you. I, uh, prediction, sorry. Go on. I think you'll probably like it. I mean, it's okay. not scary. It's more of an action movie. Um, 
but we'll see we'll see so that will be i'll make sure i've i've got that on the watch along next week okay cool no i'm, I'm interested in that i may not watch it until we've done the watch along we'll see we'll see anyway big thank you to our patrons as always guys patreon.com forward slash the vhs strikes back the roll call of honor for today guys and we do appreciate all your support everyone past and present we really really it's so kind of you to support the podcast and uh, i'm glad you enjoy everything that we do so we've got mark Carl, Matt, Heath, Haley, Dylan, Kent Gustafson, Lucky Lulu Green, Dan, Jax, Maff, Blake, John Hammond, Brent from the Cinema Chat Podcast, and the wonderful Mr. Tony Farina. So thank you so much, everyone, as always, for supporting us. If you want to follow us on social media, at VHS Strikes Back. If you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. So Dave, really, really enjoyed this. I did. I, I, I know he's more of a self-indulgent one. And it wasn't a Lauren Avedon movie, Dave. You can't say that i've not i've saved you from yeah well (laughs) yeah bingo you've got your bingo but but i've saved people instead of going down the route of another movie and i don't think i've seen many more than these these the five that we've already reviewed and that's five more than probably anybody would think you should do in a podcast so yeah really good mate so uh, what are you gonna take us out with dave well, I thought one of the great lines in this episode was when Hawkins uh, was referring to the sergeant, and he simply says, Chris, go fuck yourself, you pudgy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm on a fucking diet. There's no need for that. <laughs> I'll speak to you really? next time. Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. Go for it. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't nothing. You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid guy. Yeah, you crazy. You ain't breathing heavy. He's a fool. He's stupid. I see you at six hours. I must break you.